Who is this young woman? She's my, um... She and I are... working together, sir. Princess of Nemesis. Prince. Diana Prince. Rated PG-13. Experience it in IMAX 3D. Hello, folks. This is Trex in Sci-Fi, and this is your host, Rico. Welcome to the show. This is going to be show 638 for June 11th, 2017. Yes, at the beginning there, I played a Wonder Woman TV spot. Uh, it's a fantastic movie. Saw it last weekend. I'll talk a little bit about that on today's show, of course, of course. And the uh, what we're going to do is a um, classic-style show, and it's going to feature a TNG episode, which I haven't covered TNG in, uh, in quite a long time. I haven't covered a TNG episode, yes, in many, many months. Uh, I think the last time TNG was covered, I think Rick Moyer did a guest spot. Anyway, I'm going to cover uh, an episode called... <laughs> if I was a better podcaster or had more time, I would edit that out. Uh, I am going to, although you guys enjoy that, right? You like bloopers, as evidenced by last week's show, the Ready Room uh, repeat of um, bloopers from doing the Ready Room show, uh, which, uh, hey, thanks uh, so much. I, I know you guys enjoyed that, and thanks to the people who worked on that show, Ready Room, and Kenny, Jen, Rick, and, and so on. Uh, but, okay, so today, back to what we're going to cover, TNG, episode called Violations, which, as I've said many a time, many a many a time, I'm a little in a goofy bit of a mood today, I think. Uh, I, I thought I had covered this episode, and I and I searched my history of podcasts and my list and, and everything, and I don't see it. So um, this, uh, this is a real interesting episode, I think. Uh, it goes into the backstory, a little bit of Crusher, Picard, and so forth. So anyway... Um, that's what we're going to cover. We're going to play the episode, comment along, and that kind of thing. Uh, but we'll first talk about Wonder Woman. I, I won't spoil it uh, because it's only it's only been on a week. I mean, most people have seen it that are the nerds and the geeks and the people that really want to see it. I think by the time you guys hear this, you, you probably, probably... But I try to still be a little spoiler-free at this point. Uh, give it a couple more weeks at least. Uh not that I think there are huge... Th I guess there's a few things in there that you wouldn't want to reveal uh, to people. But I, I, I think if you've seen the trailer, you kind of know what this movie's about. Uh, but, um, yeah, I'll talk about that and, and some television things. And, uh, yeah, let's do this. I'm Captain Kirk. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present the winners of the 74th Annual Hunger Games. We are the man in black. I'm the doctor, by the way. What's your name? Rose. Nice to meet you, Rose. Run for your life. My name is Optimus Prime. Flows from the force, but beware of the dark side. 
accurate to shoot a gold ticket, you outlawed. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. This is a Reach Cult, and you're listening to Trex and Sci-Fi. All right, let's do the show. <laughs> yes, now we'll do the show. The um, Welcome to the show again, everyone. Your weekly dose of geek goodness with me, Rico, Trex and Sci-Fi, the long-running ridiculously long-running 12 years yeah almost 12 years been doing this uh kind of almost weekly i mean the last few years i've been doing uh, guest spots every other week and that uh by the way if you want a guest host guest host guest toast if you want some guest toast just put it in the toaster no <laughs> oh that's terrible that's terrible jokes those aren't even funny all right um let's do this uh the um if you want a guest host, though, contact me at treksf at gmail.com. I can always use guest hosts every other week. But, um, yeah, so, again, welcome to the show. Hey, let's let's just jump right in and talk about Wonder Woman and how awesome it is. Really, really good movie. Really solid. Uh, just, you know, I, I, I saw it. Lynn and I saw it last, I think it was just last Sunday. So it was a couple of days after it opened. I'd heard from some of my friends online and, and you know, friends of the podcast. You know them all. Uh, you know, that had really been raving about it, loved it and all that. And I went in and, you know, I'm a big comic book fan. I've read, I've read Marvel and DC Comics and Image Comics and Independent Comics and, and, and everything in between since I was, you know, in um, high school. Basically started reading comics in high school. So it's been a while, a couple of years at least. Uh, I've actually not read a ton of Wonder Woman over the years. I've popped in and out of it, uh, but the I have I think they I think DC Comics always has a little bit of a trouble handling both Superman and Wonder Woman because they're so powerful and and I think. Uh, in, in a comic form, I think that's tricky to do. Uh, but uh, but I do know the character. And I think I'm getting some beeping here going in the background. I think I have my speaker still turned on, so shut that off. Sorry for the distraction for a second. But um, so I'm I'm well versed in the character, and I, of course, of course, I, I'm you know I watched the Linda Carter series back in the day. Uh, you know that that is you know still you know incredibly fun. I think yes, dated I guess, uh, but um, so. It hasn't been too much, a, a, you know, a, of a shocker or or unknown that the other DC movies that have come along, Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman, Suicide Squad, haven't been the greatest. I actually kind of enjoyed Suicide Squad, just because it was kind of goofy fun to me. I, I think the movie's a little weak overall for for plot and story a bit, but I enjoyed the characters, the actors, uh, and and the goofy quirkiness of it. Uh, it, it certainly didn't take itself as seriously as like Man of Steel or Batman versus Superman, which was my main problem with those movies. But of course, Batman versus Superman, uh, you know, one of the very best parts, maybe the best part, what was Gal Gadot, is that how you say her name? I think, as Wonder Woman. And I, I wasn't really a complete big fan of that casting to begin with, but she's completely won me over now. Uh, in that movie, and, and certainly in Wonder Woman, in Wonder Woman by far, uh, I mean, she is Wonder Woman. She's perfect. Um, she's tough. She's, you know, kind when she needs to be. She's emotional when necessary. Um, 
she just has this ability, the actress with her face, her eyes, to, to really pull you in, at least for me. And I think a lot of people I'm hearing from say the same thing. And, and she just handles this movie so well. I mean, it's just almost like, uh, I, I, I don't know how to describe it. It's almost like it's effortless for her in, in a way. I mean, I know she did a ton of training, and I don't really mean even the physical stuff being effortless. I just mean just the grace, the style, the the, the way she handles the different parts of the film, uh, the humor she can even do a little bit. I mean, she's just terrific. And, uh, you know, the... Uh, I mean, I haven't really heard anyone say anything bad about this movie that much. I mean, you know, you can always pick out a few little things. Could, could they have streamlined it a bit more? I, I, I think the near the end of the movie, it gets a little over the top, I'll just say a little bit perhaps. I could describe that better, but I don't want to give any spoilers away. Uh, but um, but again, overall, and, and I love the setting. I think World War One is, uh, you know, it's an era that they don't, tend to use in movies a lot. World War II is the go-to spot, right? The Nazis, Hitler, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, the, the the Marvel Universe has used that a little bit with Magneto. And, and you know, the, it's just... Uh, so, so, again, I think this is a really fresh, really f- cool, f- fun in moments, and, and, and very... Um, they don't shy away from the war aspect and they, and they don't shy away from her being, you know, this force of nature and force for good and, and of love and all this stuff. Uh, it's just great. Chris Pine is really good. There's a great supporting cast overall. He, he just, he is a good, good Steve Trevor. They work well together. Neither one overpowers the other in terms of the acting. I mean, I think there's just some good charisma there and, it's just a great movie. I mean, I really want to see it again. I don't know if I'm going to get a chance in the theater. It's just so busy this summer with a lot of movies coming out, a lot of things going on to do and take care of that I need to, and that takes my time. So uh, I'd still like to see it at least one more time in the theater. And I think, is it in 3D? Maybe I'll even take a shot and see it in 3D just for the kick of it. Um, but yeah, it's it's really good. And it, it really, I think... It's going to be interesting to see how the other, like Justice League later this year does. In, in You know, there's going to be a lot of people, I think, they are going to be thinking and saying stuff like, well, is Justice League going to be as good as Wonder Woman? I, I don't know. The, to me, they're going to be very different movies. I mean, you've got a v- big team-up kind of a movie like in Avengers. On the Marvel side, you have now the Justice League. And they're going to have to fight this mega, nasty whatever force of of bad guys and bad you know villains and whatever you want to call it because there's they're you know they can't just fight like one little guy or something like that so anyway that it's just going to be bigger and i think anytime you make a movie that big even avengers i think the later avengers i mean i've enjoyed all the avengers films but um i think each one they become this all right the world's gonna be destroyed so the avengers have to stop whatever and next time on avengers you know the world's going to be destroyed um that's why i enjoyed civil war so much because it wasn't in a really an avengers movie but it was basically one because you had all the characters in there but they weren't fighting this this ultimate evil of destroying the world i mean there was a side thing going on but it was mostly hero fighting hero a bit although i think you got to be careful you can't do that all the time but um so uh, Justice League, as long as they hit the right tone, and the trailers are really making it 
look good. I mean, it's some terrible news about Zack Snyder and his daughter uh, has has pulled him out of the project, and now Joss Whedon is stepping in. I mean, the movie is pretty much in in the can and done. I know I think they've got a few little reshoots to do, but I'm sure Zack Snyder's direction and influence are going to be all over the movie. It isn't like Joss is going to probably jump in and try to change it. He wouldn't do that, I don't think. So I'm still looking forward to it. I, I really like Ben Affleck as Batman, and I, I think he's going to be good in this as well, just like I, I thought he was good in, in you know, the Batman versus Superman movie. I mean, I like the Batman stuff in that movie. So I still have high hopes. You've got that. You've got uh, you've got Gal Gadot coming back as Wonder Woman. You've got some new actors coming in. Uh, Jason Momoa as Aquaman should be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. I think the, the biggest thing, I think, for Justice League, and, I, and I've spun off talking about that from Wonder Woman, but the, the one thing that the first Avengers movie that they did very well, and, and Joss Whedon, to his credit, I think, is a lot of this, is they were able to balance that group of characters and team. Joss did that on Firefly. He did that on Buffy. He can handle a group of characters and give them each moments to to shine and to do things. That's really hard to do. It, it may look, <laughs> it may not look like it's maybe that hard, but it is hard to do. You end up trying to go to, you know, you end up, the, the you, you tend to go to the biggies, right? You go to Batman, Superman, whatever. And you might leave out, like, you know, the other characters like Flash a bit more, Aquaman perhaps. But I think if they each have their moments, if, if they each come off as solid characters and, and, and the acting is good and the story is pretty good, we'll be good in good shape. But I, I don't like to compare things. I don't think you can really, no matter how Justice League turns out, I don't think you can compare Wonder Woman to that. So uh, I've talked a lot more about this than I thought I would. I got going. <laughs> um so let's take a short break. But again, bottom line, Wonder Woman's great. Uh, you know, it's it's a fantastic movie. Go see it. I, my my wife liked it, and she's not a big comic book movie fan. Uh, so um, there you go. And and I think this is a great movie, obviously for women and for or for young girls as a as just something to look look up to and um, aspire to and so forth. And it's finally you know it's great that they have a film like this and. You know, you have these female heroines now getting really a lot of spotlight. Ray in the in the Star Wars universe. We have Wonder Woman here in the DC comic movie universe. So, uh, yeah, good for them. All right, I'll take a short break. I'll come back talk real briefly about television. So um, check this out. It's about seven, eight minutes long, uh, but it plays some cool music from the movie. And I'll be back after that. So take it away, Vartok. Hello everyone, this is Vartok again, with another Treks in Sci-Fi Music Moment. One soundtrack and a few words. For today's moment, I'm going to talk about one track from the highly rated film Wonder Woman, a superhero film based on the DC Comics character of the same name, and distributed by Warner Brothers Pictures. The film is directed by Patty Jenkins, the largest budget film yet directed by a woman. The perfectly cast Wonder Woman is portrayed by Gal Gadot, along with supporting roles by Chris Pine, Robin Wright, Danny Houston, David Thewlis, Connie Nielsen, and Elena Anaya. Wonder Woman is the first live-action theatrical film starring the Wonder Woman character. Following her first live-action theatrical appearance in 2016's Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice, 
In Wonder Woman, American pilot Steve Trevor, played by Chris Pine, crashes offshore of the Amazon island of Themyscira and tells Diana Prince, a.k.a. Wonder Woman, about the horrors of World War I. Diana immediately feels compelled to leave Themyscira to stop the war, which she believes she can end by killing Ares, the god of war. Hey, slow down, Vartok. No spoilers. We're here to talk about the music of Wonder Woman. Fair enough. The composer for this superhero film is Rupert Gregson Williams, with additional music by Tom Howe, Paul Mounsey, and Andrew Kwasinski. Hold on, uh, that name Gregson Williams sounds really familiar, right? Well, it should, since Rupert, who is about 50 years old today, is the four- to five-year younger brother to Harry Gregson Williams, whom I profiled in Trexan Fi-Fi guest podcast number 579 last year in 2016. Rupert is a British film score composer, and like his brother Harry, Rupert was educated at St. John's College, Cambridge, and later Lansing College. Rupert is currently a member of Hans Zimmer's remote control production team of composers. Now, not as well known as his famous brother, Rupert became active as a composer in 1998 and has 63 credits in the IMDb. Some of Rupert's works that you might recognize include the soundtracks to Hotel Rwanda, Click, You Don't Mess with the Zohan, Zookeeper, The Legend of Tarzan, more recently the Netflix series The Crown, and Hacksaw Ridge. For today's music moment, I have chosen track number 11, titled Hell Hath No Fury, which starts out in a somber yet purposeful mood, with violin providing a steady back-and-forth pace. At 54 seconds, the volume rises, timpani and horns add to the orchestral fullness, and yet the sound continues in an emotion of sad, undesired forcefulness, rising then to a crescendo, and then finally trailing off. I believe that this track mirrors the overall mood of Wonder Woman.
I hope you enjoyed that track by Rupert Gregson Williams. The music to Wonder Woman was released on June 2nd, 2017, and is available on iTunes if you want to add it to your collection. At this point, based upon public reception, I think we can all anticipate there will be a follow-up Wonder Woman film in the future. I look forward to it. Well, I hope you enjoyed that music and sci-fi music moment. And now back to you, Rico. Hey, thanks for our talk for that cool uh, bit of music from Wonder Woman. Fantastic. Thanks again. Okay, um, television. It, we're, we're getting into the, you know, days of summer where television has become, you know, some last bits of episodes and, and series finishing up. Most have ended. Now we're getting into some summer series and stuff. Uh, I'm going to talk about a few things that I'm watching that are um, on my uh, TiVo and on my to-watch list kind of a thing. I guess, like I said before I, I went to the break, the, the crazy, goofy stuff. I'm starting or I'm trying to watch this new Twin Peaks, which is bizarro land. I mean, I love the old Twin Peaks. It had some quirkiness and some goofiness, especially in the later episodes. But it wasn't always like that. I mean, it, it, it was... There were people with quirks and goofiness in the show, but it had a, it was a lot more straightforward. I, I, I think I'm on episode four of the new series. It, it's just crazy land. I, I mean, I, I don't even know how, I couldn't even spoil it if I wanted to and describe it. I've been telling a few people a little bit about it, you know, or at least my reaction to it. I'm going to stick with it just because I want to see what's going on. I, I don't, I don't understand much, much of it. I mean, I kind of get the basics, but just the way it's being presented is just wild. Uh, David Lynch, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys just sit around rooms each day and come up with, hey, here's the craziest thing we could do. Let's do that for maybe no reason, perhaps. I don't know, but I'm going to keep watching. So I guess that's good. American Gods, I think, is a much more interesting show and, and in some ways more straightforward it's based on the Neil Gaiman book. Uh, I think I just, I'm almost, uh, I just finished up six, episode six. I think there's only eight episodes of this show. But it is it is pretty w weird, too. It's, it's basically sort of like Gods Among Us kind of a thing on Earth with a lot of uh, symbolism, I guess I'll call it, uh, and other things going on. Uh, but uh, I, I would recommend it if you're into that kind of thing. So I'm not sure if that's a great recommendation. Uh, but uh, but anyway, those are, those are the biggies, I think, that I'm watching that are crazy town a bit. Uh, still finishing up some other shows. Um, the Originals has a few episodes left. Uh, oh, I finally finished Netflix's Iron Fist. Finally finished that a couple, a few days ago, last week sometime. Uh, you know... I, I love the, the these Marvel uh, shows on Netflix. Daredevil, Jessica Jones, uh, Power Man, um, Luke Cage. Um, he's called Power Man in uh, the comics sometimes. Luke Cage and Iron Fist because there was a comic for a long time and has been off and on over the years called Power Man and Iron Fist, which is Luke Cage and, and Iron Fist. And, I, you know, I'd heard a lot of things about Iron Fist. People weren't really liking it. They said, oh, it's never not nearly as good as the other Netflix series. I think it was still good. I think it was a little overly long. I think it could have trimmed, they could have trimmed a few episodes out of it or trimmed down the overall, some of the story points and arcs. Uh, but I like the the actor Finn Jones as, as Danny Rand. Uh, I like the actress. I don't 
forget I forget the actress's name who plays Colleen, his love interest, the Asian martial arts uh, girl he meets in the, in the show. I like her a lot. I think they have good chemistry together. I like that uh, you know part of the show quite a bit. Um, and there's some pretty good fights. I think I think the fights were not quite as strong as some of the fights in the other series. But um, yeah, if you're a fan of the shows, I mean, you should watch it. You should definitely watch this because we've got Defenders, which is going to bring all these characters together coming in August on Netflix. Uh, I think that's only going to be a smaller run of episodes, maybe eight episodes, uh, which should be interesting and uh, I think that's going to be pretty cool to see them interact and work together and come together as a team. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if they really do come much together. They're, they're all kind of, you know, they're kind of lone wolves, all of them. They're all kind of solo acts a bit. Uh, so for them to come together as a group, as a team, will be interesting. So, uh, so yeah, I watched that, and I guess that's mostly it. I mean, there's a few other little shows, some non-sci-fi stuff that I'm watching. Uh, I'm still enjoying Longmire. I'm just trying to finish up the last season of Longmire on Netflix because there's going to be a new season sometime, probably this fall. And, of course, I'm getting ready to watch Star Trek uh, Discovery when it comes in this fall on CBS All Access because I know everyone's thrilled with that idea, right? <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, I'm just going to wait till, till uh, you know, it's on Netflix. Everyone says that. You know, I, it's going to be a long time, I think, before it shows up on Netflix here. I mean, I, I, I literally think it'll be until the series is over. I don't think they're going to do... There's no way CBS All Access is going to try to maintain that channel. And even after, let's say, see, let's say Star Trek Discovery runs for a couple few seasons, or even more, four or five seasons, I, I don't think you'll get a season of that on even season one onto Netflix in the U.S. at least before um, before it is over. I might be wrong. Maybe if they get out four or five seasons, they'll start releasing the earlier seasons on Netflix. But it's going to be a long time coming. This is thing. This is a thing they're trying to build this network up, up around a bit. I mean, they already have CBS All Access, but um, but it's you know it's not very much you know honestly per month to me. It's it's like a you know a lunch out you know a, a pretty cheap lunch out for 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 one lunch out for the whole month you can watch this. But uh, probably what's really going to be the kicker is when people like me and others who are going to watch it um, as it airs weekly on CBS All Access. If we say that it's really, really good, if, if, if word of mouth starts to spread that it's really good, you're going to get a bunch of people that are going to probably sign up for it and watch it, especially the idea of watching it, you know, like they're going to be 15 episodes. So that's going to take them about three, four months to get through. You know, my comment that I keep making is you can just sign up uh, for a month, like after it's all out there and you probably will be able to watch the whole series in a month for six bucks or whatever, right? So that's a pretty good deal. I mean, that's cheaper than most people pay for one movie. So, um, I mean, when you look at the money, you know, what you're spending versus uh, what you're getting out of it, it's not bad. And I know there's some people out there who just says, well, they're refusing to buy or pay for another streaming service. I get that. But, you know, the, the again, it's pretty low cost. And you can just do that for a month if you want. But whatever. Everyone has to make up their own mind on that. Um what else was I going to say about that? Uh, I guess that's about it. Uh, yeah, TV's kind of slowed down, like I said, a bit, which is good, although we got Game of Thrones starting in July, so the break won't be for too long, and there's plenty of movies to see, that's for sure right now. Okay, let's move on to 
to the uh, episode of episode du jour for this week, uh, the Trek episode du jour. And I'll, I'll use my little geeky voice. We're going to be looking at uh, the TNG episode violations from, oh, what is it? Season four or season five? <laughs> yeah, uh, I have to look here in a second. It's somewhere in there, I think. Or maybe it's later in the show. Ah, man, that's terrible that I don't remember the season for this one. I know I, I was looking at it um, when I picked this episode, but um, I'll uh, I'll look at it as we start talking about it here in a second. Pull up my little crib notes off of Memory Alpha online. So uh, I guess that's all the prelude I need. Uh, like I said, I'm going to play the episode. We can I'll comment along as I watch it with you guys, or you guys listen and I watch it. So um, let's uh, get into the TNG episode of Violations. Captain's log, stardate 45429.3. While on a mapping survey, we are conveying a delegation of Yulians to Calder 4. These telepathic historians conduct their research by retrieving long-forgotten memories. All right, it is season five. It's a chipped cup, off-white, with a crack in it. I can see it, but I don't remember anything else about it. When you see it... Do you hear any sounds? No, I don't think so. Wait. Yes, uh... Humming. Someone's humming. A woman? Yes, but I, I don't know who it is. Try to touch the cup. Oh, it, it has a sharp edge where it's chipped. Is there anything inside the cup? A liquid? Dark? Like tea? So this is with uh, these uh, aliens with uh, Keiko. It's bitter. There's something else inside the cup. Yes, uh, a wooden handle. A spoon. No, it's more delicate than that. Reach out for it. A brush. An ink brush. that humming again keep listening to it and hold out the brush see if anyone takes it from you it's Obachan my grandmother she's doing ink brush writing I can remember it now. She, uh, she used that cup for cleaning the brushes, and it was my job to fill the cup with water and bring it to the table. I would sit beside her and watch the most beautiful characters come from that brush, and the whole time she'd be humming to herself. I, I remember it like it was yesterday. That is remarkable. You remembered such vivid details. For years, I've seen that old cup in my memory, but I could never remember what it was or why it was important. Thank you. Well, you're entirely welcome, young lady. Kind of seems like some Perhaps of that important honor would she remember you, madam, who, but... You're thinking about that first childhood kiss. 
Would you like to remember more about it? Father, you know you're not supposed to probe someone's memory unless they've given you permission. You are right. But sometimes, with a beautiful woman, I cannot help myself. <laughs> How about you, Commander? Got any memories you feel like digging up? None that I'd care to share with an audience. It's getting late. I'd better be going. Uh, classic Riker. I've always kind of thought memory's a funny thing with, with people that maybe we're not built or meant to remember everything, right? All right, let's dial down this a little bit for the uh, the opening credits. Uh, okay, this episode of Violations, or episode of TNG called Violations, this uh, was season five, episode 12 of that season, first aired on February 3rd, 1992. So what is that, 25 years ago? Yikes, the final I think. Frontier. Yeah. Um, These are the voyages it's a, by a story by Sherry Goodhart's T. It's Michael and Pamela Gray, teleplied by Pamela Gray and Jerry Taylor, directed by Robert Weimer. Um, yeah, th this because of the memory facts or the memory um, abilities of these aliens. Turn out this music a bit more, sorry. Allows us to get into a lot of background on some of the characters and things that haven't really been well uh, brought up or established before. But I, like I was saying earlier, I've always kind of thought your brain and, and people's memory works in a certain way that, you know, you... I think there are things that your your mind will push away and and uh, and want to forget to a point. You know what do they call it? Uh, time heals all wounds. That old phrase. I think a lot of that is just because the memories fade to a degree. So I I don't know if you you know if it's good for people to necessarily remember everything in vivid detail forever. Yeah, there are things I would love to be able to always remember forever and ever, but. Um, it's it's an interesting thing to think about, I guess. And then tomorrow, I'll well, forget about thinking about it, right? <laughs> it is perplexing to me that the Ulian's ability to retrieve memory is so highly prized. If an event were important enough to be recovered, why would it have been forgotten? Exactly, it's Data. It's not quite the same for us as it is for you, Data. You record every second of every moment of your life. That is correct. And then if you want to recall any one of those moments, you just access the proper memory circuit. My understanding of the human brain suggests the process is the same for you. Each memory is encoded in chains of molecules. If you want to retrieve it, you simply access the proper RNA sequence. Yeah, that's true. Then in what way is it different? Sometimes there are memories we just can't access at the spur of the moment. For instance, I have no recollection of how I spent my last birthday. Birthdays are important occasions, and you would think that I'd remember how I spent the day, but right now, I can't even remember where I was. Deck two? On the other hand, I remember everything about the time I got my first pet, a circassian cat. I was eight. I remember how funny-looking he was. I remember how excited I was. It was as if it happened yesterday. Perhaps you remember the pleasant memories and forget the unpleasant ones. No, sometimes the bad memories can be the most intense of all. It would seem there is no predictable pattern to human memory. 
Yeah, I think the intensity of the memory is is what it is. Is how intense and, and unique the memory is. I think you tend to fade away. This of library of common been things. In the planning stages for years. Driving to a work every day, you wouldn't run remember that. Races from but. many different star systems. What my son means to say is, we think of ourselves as archaeologists of the mind. We believe that the history of a world is contained so they're in all in a, the experience you know, of its people. Rather like the ancient observation lounge kind of thing exactly. here and having the dinner. The library we propose will be a vast storehouse of these individual memories. That sounds like quite a project. How long will it take to finish your studies on Caldra? Many months. We've been working for years, and we've surveyed only 11 planets in eight star systems. But it's our way of life. We wouldn't want to do anything else. Captain, Mr. Tarman gave us a demonstration of his abilities this afternoon. It's fascinating. Perhaps you would like to resurrect some memories. I'd be happy to probe your recollections, Captain. Most people find it an enjoyable experience. I'm sure. However, I don't think I would make a particularly good subject. I'm sure you'd be ideal, and you must have some intriguing memories. We won't be on your ship for long. This may be your last Picard chance. looks very unhappy yes. with Crusher's well, request Tom, or idea. We mustn't influence people. We must let them come to us willingly. So David Sage is Tarman. Years, there are many who want the experience of memory retrieval, but who lack some encouragement in order to come forward. For you, Mr. Worf, I would love to explore Klingon memories. Klingons do not allow themselves to be probed. <laughs> but there is nothing to fear, Father. Oh boy, don't say fear to, to Worf. Come on. I am not fearful. Well, Commander LaForge, you. I don't think so. Thanks anyway. <laughs> I have rarely encountered such squeamish people. Oh, Dr. Crusher, Commander Riker. Mr. Tarman, are all Yulians able to read memories? Oh no, my dear. The technique requires special training. It is a serious commitment. It takes years of study. Tarman is the most proficient of our group. Once, Jev spent two days with a contingent of elderly gentons. He couldn't get anything from them. I spent only one hour with them and retrieved a fragment from the Gentonian trade wars. Jev is uh, played by Ben Lemon. I've seen that actor in a few things. Exactly how He's the long younger will it of this group. before we get to Caldra, Captain? Mr. Data, four days, 11 hours. And then we have uh, Eve Brenner as Inad. I think I'm Inad. sorry. I, Something I'm like that. Rude. No, not at all. My father finds it amusing to demean me in public. I reach the point where I don't want to hear anymore. It's not easy having an overbearing parent. Believe me, I know how you feel. Oh, that's right, you're an empath. Oh, I can't read Yulians. But I do know a certain Betazoid mother who is a great deal like your father. Deck 8. Deck 16. I've learned to remind myself that my mother and I are two separate individuals. Mm -hmm. And have you enjoyed much success with this approach, Counselor? No, but I do keep reminding myself. <laughs> Good night. Good night, Counselor, and, and thank you. Uh-oh. 
Kind of looking at Counts the Troy a bit. And remember that they said earlier, you know, that they're, you know, the rules are that they're not supposed to be probing minds when, you know, they're not allowed, of course. Just like Vulcans and, and you know, Stop about us. other telepathic species they've usually run into, you know, they don't just aren't supposed to go into people's minds willy-nilly. Willy-nilly, that's a funny thing to say, but... Hot chocolate. So Troy is, you're hearing music, she's seeing some images in her mind, she's in her quarters. There's like a, oh it's, it's Troy and Riker kind of cleaning up after a poker game. That's what she's seeing in her mind. Anxiety we can't, not when we're serving on the same ship. Have you stopped thinking about us? Just answer that. And she spills all the chips of the, the poker uh, set. We don't. Anxiety we can't. Not when we're serving on the same ship. Have you stopped thinking about her? So it changes from an image of Riker to to an image of um, the guy she was talking to, Jeb. If you stop thinking about us. And now Troy is passed out on her uh, on her quarters on the floor with a big old hot chocolate stain on her uh, nightgown. Yeah, bad aliens. Bad aliens. Captain Block, Stardate 4543.9. Counselor Troy has fallen into a deep coma. After a thorough examination, Dr. Crusher has been unable to find signs of illness or infection. Any change, Dr. Martin? No. I'm still getting unusual neural transmitter readings in the diencephalon. But they might be a result of a coma. You bring her out of it? I've tried standard revival techniques. She doesn't respond. Until I find out what's caused this, I don't want to try anything more extreme. Do you know what she was doing when this happened? No. She was found in her quarters this morning when she didn't show up for an appointment. She was dressed for bed, but the bed hadn't been slept in. Who was the last person to speak with her? She left the dinner last night with one of the Yulians. I'll talk to him. Ask if they would consent to an examination, just to be certain. I'll check the biofilter readings from the Union transporter log. It's possible they could still be carrying a harmful organism. Well, that would be bad. Come on. So yeah, Troy's just stuck in this coma now, you know. Partly probably due to her empathic abilities, right? So 
So Riker is in 10 forward now, and... Uh, May I join you? Commander, of course. Meeting up with Something's the... Uh, Counselor Troy's ill. The guy that probed uh, Troy's mind. She's more than ill. She's in a coma. Jev. Dr. Crusher doesn't know what's causing it or how to treat her. When did this happen? Apparently sometime last night. That's why I wanted to talk to you. You may have been the last person to see her. Did you go with her into her quarters? Are you suggesting that I behaved improperly, Commander? Not at all. I'm just trying to trace her steps. We talked in a turbo lift briefly. She got out at deck eight. I did not go with her. Jeff, I'm not accusing you of anything. Did she mention feeling ill? Oh, yes, you are. She seemed fine. She has a wonderful sense of humor. If you have no objections, Dr. Crusher would like to examine you and your group. To what end? She's just trying to eliminate the possibility that one of you might be carrying an organism that was harmful to Deanna. I'm not implying that you did anything intentional. I'm just trying to get to the bottom of the mystery. We have nothing to hide. If you wish to spend time examining us... Fine, thank you. smeared on each side of their head. They don't have the fun, funny foreheads yeah, like a lot of aliens, but they've got this weird... I don't know if you can hear me. I've look like at their sides of their heads over their ears, but... They may be able to hear when people talk to them. They're so Riker's in talking to Troy now here brain. in a coma. Speed healing. In fact, I think you did that for me once. When I was in pretty bad shape. I just thought it might help to hear a friendly voice, even if you don't know you're hearing it. We've been busy mapping the sector. It's been pretty routine. The most unusual thing we've seen is a binary star system. Let's see, what else? We finished the personnel review that we were working on. Check it out. When you wake up. I miss you. Please don't stay away too long. Will. Will, I promise I'll let you know the minute she regains consciousness. I know. There's nothing you can do here. You'll wear yourself out. Right. It's late. Go to bed. That's an order. It's a good scene. Nice scene between uh, Riker and uh, the comatose Troy. Don't go to bed, though, because... Uh, That's when these guys get you, kind of. Although, Troy wasn't asleep at the time. So now Riker is flashing back. He's in his quarters and he's flashing back to some kind of engineering warp core problem. 
Jordy's and Riker just passed out at his quarters now, too. So it's not just the empaths, but... Uh, so obviously, this is a, a significant memory for Riker of where he had to make a bad decision, or, or a tough decision, I'll call it. Not bad, but a terrible thing to have to decide. Save the ship, pull down that emergency door, or... Uh, or, you know sacrifice everybody else so yeah Riker slumped over in his quarters medical log stardate 45431.7 commander Riker is the second officer who has fallen into an unexplained coma I have examined the Ulians and ruled out the possibility that they carry a harmful organism I compared Deanna's brain scan to the one that I took during her last physical there is a difference this time there's a trace of electropathic activity oh, come on folks figure this out same pattern it's really not that hard, truthfully. Syndrome. That's the only medical condition that would produce that pattern. What is irisene syndrome? A very rare neurological disorder first diagnosed in the 23rd century. It's characterized by an identical electropathic residue. Why discount the possibility that it's responsible for these comas? Irisene is always accompanied by a severely decreased histamine count. Both Will and Deanna showed normal levels. I've asked Commander LaForge to conduct a shipwide diagnostic to determine any other agent that might cause the same electropathic pattern. Commander That's a Riker lot of tech Counselor Troy there. were in perfect health until the Ulians arrived. Yeah, Worf, you... It would be wise to quarantine the aliens. I believe that it would be premature to take that action, Mr. Worf. There's no real evidence linking these comas with the Ulians. That's true, but there is something curious. Worf, come on. The electropathic residue I discovered is located in the thalamus. That's the area of the cerebral cortex that involves memory function. Well, there you go. Come on. I've been accused of putting people to sleep with one too many stories, Captain. But this is the first time it's ever been suggested that I might be the cause of someone's coma. I mean no disrespect, but we are faced with an alarming situation. Why do you suspect us, Captain? Suspect is perhaps too strong a word. I'm simply trying to determine what has caused two of my officers to fall into comas. You've already examined us. We aren't carrying anything harmful. 
In further study of the victims, I detected some abnormal patterns in the area of the brain that involves memory. In the light of your telepathic abilities, it raises the question. Captain, it is not our wish to obstruct you. What would you like? If I could do some further examinations tomorrow, perhaps monitor you during a memory probe. Scrutiny does not frighten us. We will be happy to cooperate, Doctor. Thank you. I'll contact you in the morning. The thing I don't get at this, you know, in this episode at this point is, does this guy really know that he's going to put the these people in coma like by what he's doing? Is he intentionally doing that? He kind of liked Deanna. Dr. Why would Martin he have your vital signs done that intentional, scan. right? I'm happy to help. It's hard to say. Have I, you noticed I, I think, any unusual symptoms since the probe? I think with Riker, Headaches, he sure dizziness? didn't care, but... No, nothing like that. It was a wonderful experience. But then again, Electrical activity is normal. the one that did the memory probe CBK on Keiko was what they said was the most experienced of their group, right? And the thalamus... The thalamus is normal. There is no indication at all of any electropathic residual. Is that good? Oh, you're fine, Keiko. But I am no closer to solving this mystery. Computer, locate the electropathic pattern described in medical database 4, Delta 1. The electropathic pattern located. Okay, we're going to track down any possible cause of that brain pattern. First, what are the medical conditions that might account for it? Irisene syndrome is a cause of the electropathic pattern. Right. Dr. Crusher already eliminated that. So how many non-medical forces or substances might cause the pattern? There are 22 non-medical agents. Okay. And how many of those are present on the Enterprise? None are present on the Enterprise. Are the ship's sensors calibrated to detect all those agents? All agents are scanned by the sensors. Okay. Let's start with the chemical substances. Name them. Ferrazine, Hylanotine, Dardillion, Chrysomite, and Manzine. Manzine? Ferrazine has a complex molecular structure. It breaks down into bilinium and terracite. Do the sensors scan for those? Ship sensors scan for both compounds. And are they present on the Enterprise? Bilinium and terracite are not present. Do any of the substances break down into byproducts that are not scanned for? Dardillion contains the byproduct nilazine. Sensors do not routinely scan for that substance. Well, this isn't a routine situation. Scan for the nilazine. There is no nilazine on the Enterprise. How did I know you were going to say that? Okay, let's move on to the non-chemical agents. It's a good uh, part, though. I like Jordy trying to get involved and anything more I can do out. for you. No thanks. I was just doing some reading on the irazine syndrome. If a new strain has developed, that might explain the normal histamine counts. Any luck? <laughs> Not so far. Okay. I'll see you tomorrow. I like it when there are other doctors on the Enterprise. You know, it's, it's uh, nice to know it's not just Crusher. You shouldn't remember like this. So now Crusher has a memory with Picard in it, um, where she's going to see the body of her, her husband, basically, Jack Crusher, right? 
the interesting thing here is, of course, Crusher's long hair and Picard having hair in this. It's good of you to come. It's the least I can do. But the weird part about it is, is Picard also has a, like, Borg-type implant at this stage. You shouldn't have had that implant this. I have to face the fact that he's gone. 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 He's and then, of course, each time these memories happen, the bad guy here, Jeb, replaces one of the people in the memory. This time he's replacing Picard, of course. And now, he, when he pulls back the little sheet... Oh, and Beverly's screaming, of course. I've spent two hours having a cozy little chat with the computer. I've checked everything I could think of. Any possible agent that might cause that electropathic pattern. I assume from your tone of voice you were unsuccessful. Didn't find a thing. Uh-oh. Crusher's not going to be too happy with... And now Crusher is slumped over. Crusher's office immediately. Dr. Crusher had me working on a ship-wide diagnostic. I'd gone to give her the results when I found her. Did your scans provide any insights into these comas? None. I've checked and cross-checked. They're just dead ends. We seem to have eliminated all of the known factors which may have caused the comas, except for the Ulians. Mr. Data, I want you to investigate those 11 planets that the Ulians visited. See if there were any reports of unexplained comas. Aye, sir. That's a good meantime, idea. I like that we... one must consider restricting them to their quarters as a precautionary measure. If one of them is behind this, will keeping telepaths in their quarters prevent it from happening again? What else can we do? Station a guard? Set up a force field? I don't see that those will be any more effective. Sick beta, Captain Picard. Picard here. I'd say knock him out Troy would, has would work. She's asked for you, sir. I'm on my way. You know, making them, uh... You know, but Troy's awake. It's like waking up from a nightmare and not remembering what it was about. What is the last thing you do remember? My hair. I was brushing my hair. And then? I don't know. Just waking up here. Why do I feel so frightened? What happened to me? So she doesn't obviously act, you know, actively you remember you the uh, the nightmare that How that guy caused there? with her. Three days. Three days. You were the first. The next day, Commander Riker fell into a similar coma. Last night, Doctor Crusher. What is going on here? We're not certain. It may be that there is some unusual effect produced by the Ulians' telepathic activity. I'm going to talk to them, and in the meantime, you ought to stay here and recuperate. But if you remember anything at all about what happened, I want you to tell me immediately. Well, of course. Yeah. What are you suggesting, Captain? 
that you voluntarily confine yourself to your quarters, at least until we have unraveled this mystery. We're to be prisoners? Father. No, please don't look on it like that. We have done everything we can to explain these comas. We have performed physical examinations, neurological scans. We have conducted a shipwide diagnostic looking for viruses, parasites, infestations. We have investigated every possible cause we could imagine and we have found nothing, nothing to explain these comas. The only variable that we have not been able to eliminate is, you is your presence here yeah. on this ship. You guys. Now, in the light of our actions, we would ask you to understand my request and to agree to it. Captain, our history indicates that we do not adversely affect the people we contact. I know that. Then are you implying an intentional assault? I'm simply considering all possibilities. Surely you would give us the chance to prove that we're innocent. If that's possible, of course. Well, then I would propose doing a memory probe of Counselor Troy. But you have said that she doesn't remember anything that happened before she lapsed into unconsciousness. I could retrieve that memory. There is a possibility that it could explain the coma and prove our innocence. I'm sorry, I couldn't possibly subject Counselor Troy to a potentially dangerous procedure. And I refuse to be a party to any of these proceedings. Jeb is making a reasonable request, Captain. If we're to be accused, surely we're entitled to a defense. Tarman did a memory probe on another of your crew. Has she suffered any ill effects? No. And neither were Counselor Troy. Please, you may have as many people there as you need to guarantee her safety, but give us this chance to vindicate ourselves. No, no, don't do it. Don't do it. I will discuss the matter with Counselor Troy. This guy's super slimy, this Jev guy. Well, that's just like Melina not too. only. No one explained comas during the time the Yulians were working there. We've yet to receive transmission from the two planets of the Nell system. Perhaps they will show different results. Maybe. Maybe we're not checking for the right thing. Please clarify. We haven't looked into the comas that were explained. Why would we do that? Well, remember what Dr. Crusher said right after Counselor Troy became unconscious that it looked exactly like irisene syndrome except for the histamine count? Yes. Well, maybe not every medical facility is as careful as Dr. Crusher. Maybe it's easier to just make a quick diagnosis rather than keep hunting for the real cause. You were searching for instances of irisene syndrome. Right. And correlating them with the visits by the Yulians and... And there we are. Two cases of irisene syndrome on Hirata 3. At exactly the time Tarman and his group were there. Let's check the other planets. I think we may have something here. Well, there Counselor, you go. I want to reiterate, if you have any doubts whatsoever about this procedure, you don't have to go through with it. I want to do it, Captain. Something awful happened to me, and I don't even know what it was. And now I'm going to go have something more awful happen to me. Oh, well, maybe not. Counselor, what's the last thing you remember about the other night? Brushing my hair. 
Would you get your hairbrush? The uh, the robes that these guys wear in this episode are they're like Tell me about brushing your hair. Do you do They're it like full night? of like cutouts. Yes, it's when I'm it's, ready it's for pretty bed. funny actually. I never really noticed that before. What is it? Someone's touching my hair. Someone's with you in the room? No. No, I'm alone. There's no one there. Go on. I get some hot chocolate. So something's happening. I'm alone in my quarters. I'm remembering something from a few years ago. Go back into that memory. You said someone was touching your hair? Yes. And... It's Will Riker. That's right, I was thinking of him. Remembering a time when you were with him? Yes. After a poker game. It's a pleasant memory. Stay with it. Now he's hurting me. You're... You're frightened. I want him to stop. It's not Will. Somebody's taken his place. Someone else is there. Who is it? No. He will be here. Why is he here? Stop. You're hurting me. Can you see his face? Yes. Is it? Who is doing this to you? It's Tom. It's your father. Uh, no, it's not really. I guess when they were working on this, they created memories of other characters too, like Jordy and uh, and one of them involved Rose actions on Garen too. So they decided uh, eventually to use Crusher, Riker, and Troy. Memory invasion is simply not a crime that we've ever had to contend with. According to what I've just learned, it's a practice that was abolished on our world centuries ago. What could motivate someone like your father to commit such an act? I, I don't know. A perverse source of pleasure, perhaps? A way to exercise control over another? This story actually kind of originated in the initial Bob outline claims. for the other that's episode strange. that's kind of weird for he's this innocent. era uh, called Night Terror. My father has never been one to admit that he's wrong. But it is difficult to believe he'd be capable of this. This was also the first episode they filmed I am told after that the, the punishment death of Gene Roddenberry. Quite severe. 
We are monitoring my father's telepathic activities. You have my assurance he won't assault anyone else. I am sorry for this, Captain. Ah, uh, sure. I don't think you are, but... Uh... Come on, people. God, come on, Figure it out. Yes, Captain. How's your search coming? We have uncovered several cases, sir, but we have not yet completed our investigation. We'll inform the medical personnel on those planets that we have discovered the true nature of the comas. I'm sure they'll appreciate knowing what really happened. Yes, sir. We will keep searching, sir. We just got the transmission from the Nell system data. No mention of Irisene syndrome, but there are two unexplained comas on one planet, none on the other. And were the Yulians present? Checking the mission logs. That's funny. On Stardates 45321 and 45323, when the comas occurred, Tarman was on his home planet. He wasn't anywhere near the Nell system. Aha, Tarman was there, but not... Or wasn't there, but Jev was. Bad guy Jev. We'll be reaching With Starbase weird soon. Robe full of I holes. wanted to say goodbye and to apologize again for my father. There's no need. You're not responsible for what he did. Oh, yes, you are. Before all this happened, yeah. I, I had hoped we might become friends. We still can. After what he's put you through. Maybe you can forget. I, I'm not sure I can. so lovely. I have to go. Goodbye. Jeff, you're upset. Would you like to talk? No. You'd feel better if you did. Yeah, they made that point earlier in this episode that she can't really... Why do you have to be so nice? You know, her empathic abilities don't work on these guys, so, so she, she can't pick up so his lovely. duplicity. So he's standing there and putting his thoughts into her brain again like he did before. It's happening again. You're so beautiful. So fragile. It was you. It was always you. Did you stop thinking about us? Good, Troy. Get him, Troy. Hit him with the pad. <laughs> oh, that was one of the best Counselor. scenes ever. Worf pops in with the security people yes. and just pops this guy right in the face. It was really good. Why are you here? How did you know? We discovered two instances of unexplained coma on Nell 3 while the Ulians were there. But Tarman was not part of the group. Further examination revealed that there was only one Ulian present for all incidents of coma. Jeff. He's a bad man. Very bad man. 
Dr. Crusher and this Commander Riker regained consciousness while we were en route to the Yulian homeworld. The slow process of their recovery has begun. I have asked that the finest physicians on my world meet with you all upon our return to help you in your healing process. They've been in contact with us already. Thank you. I'd say screw you, go away. That'd just be me. Anyone for this, this form of rape. But there are medical records from that era. It was a time of great violence for my people. A time we thought we had put far behind us. That this could happen now. It's unimaginable. Earth was once a violent planet too. At times, the chaos threatened the very fabric of life. But like you, we evolved. We found better ways to handle our conflicts. But I think no one can deny that the seed of violence remains within each of us. We must recognize that. Because that violence is capable of consuming each of us. As it consumed your son. the weird thing a little bit is you know this this similar uh dial the music way down here plus netflix in 14 seconds is going to play the next episode the masterpiece society so uh yeah i think this is an interesting episode because basically this idea of all these telepaths in the star trek world and universe and and what that would really mean right uh you know would you have the ability to probe people's minds could you put thoughts into their brains change thoughts in their brains uh the um you know this this idea you know star trek is always out in the front of trying to tackle real world uh things with the you know the the sort of putting it in a sci-fi setting right so this idea of rape you know a, a very obviously terrible physical act in this case you know being this mental invasion uh, like I, I i go back to their little when they at the beginning of the episode they're having the little dinner party thing and we're basically most of them around the table say nope don't really want you going around poking in my brain <laughs> i think probably for the most part most people would feel that way uh, in, unless you really needed some some help and i could see how it could be helpful if you were you know, if you had someone out there with, with good intentions and could help you with oh, retrieving memories or, or, you know, any kind of mental, you know, difficulties you might be having. But anyway, interesting episode. Um, I, it's, it's not a favorite of mine by any means, uh, but it is, I think, an important one. And I think they, uh, I think they handled it pretty well, uh, really. Uh, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of other, uh, of the characters memories and things but you can't do everybody of course so uh okay i'm going to take a very short break i uh, hope you guys enjoyed that uh listen and, and commentary of the uh, fifth season violations episode and i'll come back and we'll wrap up the podcast hi this is ashley victoria robinson i play ensign williams on the red shirt diaries web series and you are listening to rico on the treks and sci-fi podcast Okay, I'm back. Uh, yes, yeah, so, uh, hey, I, I always want to thank everyone for downloading and listening to uh, the podcast each week. You guys are great. Um, 
If you'd like to support the show over on patreon.com forward slash treks and sci-fi, a dollar or two a month or something like that would be fantastic. I uh, always need help with, uh, got hosting fees coming up in a month, two months, I think two months that they come up. And uh, I still want to do a little bit more with the set here that I've got. I got a couple more things I want to do to the screens and and that. So I got a couple of gadgets I want to buy for it. So uh, uh, anything, again, patreon.com forward slash treks and sci-fi. Thanks to those two our Patreon supporters. And I very much appreciate that. And anyone else who'd like to join, uh, if you send me your address. Uh, also, if you're a Patreon member and you never got one of my cool Trexan sci-fi logo pens with the little laser pointer uh just email me treksf at gmail.com and i will get you a pen mailed to you um and any new participants of course you get a little Trexan sci-fi logo laser pen um what else next week uh gonna have a guest toast i think maybe probably mark with a classic sci-fi movie hopefully and in two weeks we're gonna do a skype show that'll be around uh the very end of June, uh, going to do a Skype cast to bring in whoever is available. Probably do it that weekend on on Saturday, but maybe Sunday uh, in two weeks from now. So um, that's about it. Hey, enjoy the summer movies. I uh, I saw the Pirates movie too. I, I thought that was pretty good, although I still prefer the earlier Pirates movies. I think they've kind of they've kind of become all the same at this point a little bit. <laughs> Uh, Cars 3 is coming up next week, and then we've got the new Transformers 5 movie, which, of course, we'll go see. Oh, I, d- I didn't talk at all about it. Uh, I-, I also went to see yesterday The Mummy, which has been getting... It's the new Tom Cruise reboot of The Mummy, although it's not really a reboot. It's kind of a completely different uh, uh, story. Yeah, and, of course, characters and actors in it. Uh, I liked it. It, it. It's sort of the... Uh, it teases the start of a, of a series of new... Like the old Universal monster movies, you know, with with the, you know the Mummy, the Wolfman, Dracula. There there are um, hints of all those things. Uh, Doctor Jekyll uh, and and so forth. Uh, more than hint with him, but uh, uh, I think the movie was pretty good. Uh, I know it's been getting not so great reviews and so forth, but um, if you if it looks interesting to you, if you like that kind of setting with. Uh, you know, the, the deserts and the sands and the pyramids and archaeology and digging in tombs and mummies. Uh, go check it out. I, uh, I I know there are people out there who don't seem to care for Tom Cruise very much. But as I've always said, he makes pretty entertaining movies usually. And he's um, makes some pretty fun stuff to watch, I think. Uh, even though he's a little bit, frankly, a little bit of a looney tune in real life. But, hey, I can still enjoy his movies because I have that ability. So, um all right, folks, hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, always uh, a pleasure. Thanks so much, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. This has been a Rick Dosti production. <laughs>